The Guardian. Hello, I'm Matt Wells. This is Media Talk. Coming up this week, two senior News of the World journalists are arrested on suspicion of criminal conspiracy. We bring you the latest in the phone hacking scandal. Also in the podcast, Channel 5 snap up the rights to Big Brother. But just where did Richard Desmond find that 200 million quid? Plus, The Guardian walks off with a big prize, the British Press Awards. And... It's Ambridge, Jim, but not as we know it. We give our verdict on the new Archer's spin-off on Radio 4 Extra. Still here, for the time being at least, this is Media Talk from The Guardian. And joining me in the pod this week is The Guardian's James Robinson. Uh, this is three weeks in a row, James. Indeed it is, yeah, I'm mm, proud. Anyone would think you're auditioning for the presenter's role. <coughs> Maybe I uh, And also here is someone who knows a thing or two about presenting a navel-gazing podcast about the media industry. He's the presenter of Radio Talk and the former chief executive of the Radio Academy. Uh, and, and Trevor Dan, visiting professor in radio and sound at Lincoln University. Is yes, that right? that's me. That'll radio take anyone. Sound. <laughs> Apparently, yes. <laughs> I think I sit on the chair of radio, or in the chair of radio. Excellent. Uh, anyway, very good. Uh, well, we'll uh, start this week with the latest developments in the news of the world phone hacking scandal. Uh, you may have seen that the tabloid's chief reporter, Neville Thurlbeck, uh, and its former news editor, Ian Edmondson, were both arrested earlier this week. Uh, they became the first journalists to be held and formally questioned by police in relation to phone hacking since the news of the world's then royal reporter, Clive Goodman, was jailed, along with private investigator, Glenn Mulcair. Uh, that was back in 2006. Now, uh, these arrests, of course, somewhat contradict News International's long-held defence that Goodman was a rogue reporter, uh, and more importantly, they appear to make the position of John Yates, the acting Deputy Commissioner of Scotland Yard, rather tricky, to say the least. Uh, James, you're, you're our man when it comes to phone hacking. This is, I mean, this is the most significant development. I know we go on about developments yeah. in this story on this podcast lots, but this is quite significant. Absolutely. The, uh, the first, there have been others questioned, but these are the first arrests. Um, and, uh, of course, one of the guys, as you correctly pointed out, Neville Thurbeck, is still at the paper as, as chief reporter. I mean, their, their, their defence, they've been forced to abandon the sort of rogue reporter defence. Yeah, I mean, that's gone now. Um, I mean, that is completely gone, um, despite the fact that both men, I suppose we should, we should, we should point out, deny any wrongdoing. But yeah. um, the, the, it's clear now that they've sort of moved News International to a rogue executive defence, which is sort of, you know, there was one rogue executive and anyone below him, yes. uh, you know, was, was following his orders. Right. This is a, this is a way of trying to isolate uh, or to protect those above Ian Edmondson, the, the former yes. news editor, and, because he's, and sure he, he's been get suspended, fingered. hasn't he? Yeah. He was already sacked, in fact. Yes. Um, so by the paper, so, so I think that's their strategy now to try and isolate uh, James Murnock, Rebecca Brooks, uh, and and others at that level from from the scandal. So, and, and how does it progress from uh, from here? So, uh, uh, so they've been arrested and questioned. Now, presumably, the police have to decide, and the Crown Prosecution Service have to decide whether to to, to, to bring any charges. And yeah. presumably, the the, the, the investigation continues uh, continues beyond. Yeah, that. yeah absolutely. I mean, I, th- I mean, if the police are talking about an investigation that could go on privately, you know, for for a year or so, mm. um, and so it will go on. Um, and absolutely right that they. they they, they will. They have searched Thurlbeck and Edmondson's home, uh, or homes rather. Yeah. They don't live together, yeah. um, and uh, and also Thurlbeck's desk at the News World offices. So you know, let's see what they what they they turn up. Mm. And and the, the, it seems highly highly like there will be more charges. It's just a question of who, how many, who, 
uh, and what well, seniority really? Right, I see. Um, uh, Trevor, do you think this uh, this story has sort of um, um, gone beyond the the me- media pages now? Do people ca- um, start to care care about this when when, when they see arrests? Do you think? Well, I certainly admire the Guardian's restraint. I thought uh, you know you could have been forgiven for running gotcha because uh, it's been a brilliant piece of investigative journalism by by the team here, mm. and uh, you know you knew once you started reading about it that this one would run and run and you would tickle it and tickle it and eventually you'd get there and I'm not sure you've even got to the end of it mm. and um, I don't think people outside in outside the media bubble if you like um, really do care as much as they should do about this kind of stuff um, but um, I think uh, you know a brilliant piece of journalism has been uh, done here. Um, you were speaking James to Leslie Ash this the, this week the yes. uh, the actress and she um, because she, she, she she's involved in uh, in all of this as well because she alleges that her phone phone was hacked and what does, what, does, what does she have to say was that which, which, yeah very interesting I mean she, she is suing along with you know more than a dozen uh, fairly high profile people um, over over that the allegation that her phone was hacked um, and she said, I mean, she made a very interesting point, which was, um, yes, you know, upset and angry at the, the news of the world uh, and, and indeed other papers um, about the coverage she's received. But, but, but to an extent, you almost expect that, you know, um, or so she said. But the, the, the point she made was the police are the, the ones that have let her down and that you do not expect that from the police. And when they've sat on evidence, allegedly, that her phone has been hacked since 2006, uh, for five years, not only failed to act on it, but he also failed to inform her that they had that evidence. And, and when asked, were very slow to confirm they had the evidence. Mm. I mean, it really does look like it, it really stings, actually. And th- this is interesting, Trevor, isn't it? Isn't it? Because because there's the, there's this police angle as well, and and and, the, and, and questions over the the original in, in investigation, and indeed people who are still at Scotland Yard. Well, absolutely. And uh, I was looking at those pictures the other day uh, of of the, uh, the you know the Tomlinson story and the police. And the policeman who says, yeah, well, I just gave him a little push. Uh, and, it, you know, this is just adding up to yet more and more kind of uh, metropolitan police not doing their job properly. Mm. Uh, and that is something that will leak out of the media bubble. And I th- think the other thing that might is if there are stories that come out of Leslie Ash or John Prescott who, or whoever, where they can really point to uh, their personal life not being infringed but you know uh, the, uh, you know their children being hurt or you know pro- proper damage being done not just to their reputation but to their life mm. do you th- uh, do you think that that yates's position uh, i mentioned him earlier mm-hmm. the deputy uh, assistant commissioner at, S- at scotland yard his position is tricky yeah, so. trick is the word. I mean, he, because he he has insisted. I mean, he's had this, this spat, this public spat with the director of public Pro- prosecutions, Keir Starmer, um, which which is, sometimes feels a bit arcane, you know. Um, but but the, the Yates claims that the CPS told him or the Met uh, years ago that phone hacking was only an offence if uh, the, the the hacker had listened to a, a voicemail message before. Um, the intended recipient had listened to it, whereas now it's generally accepted that hacking offence has been committed regardless of whether the intended recipient has already heard it or not. That's the key claim. 
the suspicion is, and I know Yates has been writing legal letters to us as well, but the suspicion is, some say, that he was very willing to seize on this narrow interpretation of the, of the law um, because it meant that he wouldn't, it would be very difficult to prove anyone hacked into phones, which is rather convenient, isn't it? Because you've sensed the hornet's mm. nest, the Met really didn't want to uh, go anywhere near, you know. So, I mean, it, it will, it, it's in a tricky spot because it, it, Starmer and Yates cannot both be telling the truth. Yes. frankly so yeah. be interested to see what happens well and, uh, and and i guess it all it all depends as you say say trevor what you know how where the investigation goes next and where the the various it's so so multi-layered isn't it and i think don't you think what's going on here um we, we all hate a, the smell of a cover-up but this is a, about news management isn't yeah. it it's about what little can we say and get away with you know there's plenty of other organizations not just the police who do that but i think there's a there's a real sense of well if we just give them this then they'll go away and yeah. that's w- 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 yeah and why that's people a, like you are to be praised for well, keeping going nick, nick davis was the the, the genius oh. who broke the original sto- you know broke the story really but but um you know, we've all, a few of us have helped, but I mean, that, that is the, that is the thing. It's a, it's a cover up, you know, it's a classic cover up. And yeah, that, that is the fear that this is what we have to worry about with these latest arrests, that they are not just a way of saying, okay, well, what more do you want? You know, if Emerson and, and Delbeck are charged, you, you know, the news of the world and the police will be able to say, well, we've now banged up, you know, Goodman and we've charged these other two guys. And, and what, you know, let's just draw a line under it. And that, that's, that, I think that's, that's something that we need to guard against. Mm. Ensure that we need to ensure that that, that 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 isn't where it ends. Maybe Rebecca will be transported to New York, which I believe is where yes. rogues are sent these days. <laughs> yes, yes, it it, uh, I mean, actually, it's interesting that um, I wonder whether the whole story has become a little less sexy because Andy Coulson has has resigned and he's not there anymore. Yeah. And there's, there's not this sort of political angle. Um, undoubtedly, anymore. undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, that that is. Although you know, they may re- even return to Coulson, but but Rebecca Brooks, you know, who. who Obviously, another former News of the World editor that, who, edit, who now runs News International is, um, I mean, if you read the New Statement today, you'll see that Hugh Grant interviewed a former News of the World executive secretly bugging the bugger. Yes, that was slightly um, weird. Yes. Yeah, which was a bizarre episode. But, but in that, the former executive who's spoken to The Guardian before and others claimed that Rebecca... Brooks knew all about this activity. So, I mean, there are still questions, about, undoubtedly, for Rebecca Brooks what and for Rupert Murdoch. Uh, what a shame John Gaunt isn't still doing sun talk. Yes, he would reveal the truth. He would, he would, he would be able to find all that. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. So, we'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, keep you up to date with the latest developments on this story uh, at mediaguardian.co.uk. Uh, right, let's do a bit of uh, news and brief now. Uh, we'll start with uh, with you, Trevor, this time as we get stuck into a few radio stories. Um, there's a bit of... Uh, we should do a bit of DAB. Why not? Why do, not? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Ford Ennals, uh, who's the chief executive, we should remind uh, uh, our listeners in case they had, uh, didn't know, that he's, he's the chief executive of the Digital Radio UK, which is the body that... Uh, it's the pressure group that is promoting uh, digital radio and, and telling us that it's a good thing. Well, he's, he's had to apologise. He's he? had to say that he's sorry um, over the confusion uh, about the digital switch-off in 2015. I, I think this is actually quite good news. I think the marketing guys who run British radio um, did feel for a little while, as marketing people are wont to do, that if you shout loud enough, people will do what you say. And, you know, the market will decide. And DAB, or as it's sometimes known, Absolute Radio 80s, <laughs> yes. is, uh, is, a, is 
one platform. It's quite a good one. It's flawed, but it's okay, but it's not the only one. And the idea that you could just, you know, flick a switch or by compulsion make everybody go to it was never going to happen. I think there will be a tipping point at some stage. Um, Cars, we think, are going to have DAB from 2013, but it'll be very slow. So maybe by 2020, we might get there. But in nine years' time, who's to say what technology there will be available to us? Well, quite. um, And so do you think that that the commercial radio organisations and and the BBC are just going to have to live with the fact that they have to, this is just another platform that, that they have to that they have to broadcast on because they used to com- used to complain that uh, about broadcasting on two platforms at once but now there's actually they're broadcasting on loads of platforms and maybe this is just one well, and they will have absolutely. to do, do all of this I, I I'm sure that that is the way you know that the, the future is multi-platform mm. as James Cridland and others have said for years that is simply true now it, you know you wouldn't start from here you know if if, if you knew what was going to happen you probably wouldn't have said let's go DAB when you did and you certainly wouldn't have done it without some more content drivers uh, to make people take it up but you know we're stuck with it now I think the market is going to have to tell us in the in the end whether it'll work or not is, is it you know is it Betamax <laughs> how many digital radios in your house um which one? <laughs> how, how many houses? Uh, <laughs> um, no, no um, there is, well, there's one in each of our homes. So I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, I've got a radio. Yeah, I've got, I've got two digital radios. Yeah. But that's the essence. The thing is, the problem is, you know, that's part of the essence of radio, isn't it? It's, to many people, it's cheap, cheerful, you know, technology. What do you respect? I mean, so, and you know, I've got. I must have about eight radios, actually. Turning them all oh. digital, you, you know, you just like 200 quid or something. Yeah. It's not the sort of money, you know, I find that a difficult barrier. Well, to well, well the, the, this is it. And it? Digital Radio UK are as anxious as anyone now in radio to say, well, when we say digital radio, we don't mean DAB. No. We mean the digital yes. transmission or broadcast or dissemination of radio programming, which might be through Sky. the telly or yeah. it might be through your mobile phone or, or it might even be, you know, on demand radio or podcasts as we used to call them. Yes, we, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't, I've never heard of those. I don't know what they are. Um, uh, it's it's, it's award season, of course. Uh, we we mentioned the uh, Sony uh, Radio Awards nominations last week, but we should get get, get your take on them, Trevor, as you, you are, you've been so intimately involved in them over the years. Um, uh, do, do we think TalkSport are going to win Station of the Year? What? Well, it'll be interesting if they do, uh, given that they can't even enter the Archiva Awards, the right. Commercial Radio Awards, because they're, me- not? they're not a member of Radio Centre. Oh, I see. The Commercial Radio Companies Associations, it used to be cool. And because they left that, they're not allowed to enter their, their own, as it were awards so if they win the sony's that'll be an amusing thing yeah. i thought the um uh, t- to pick out one really good thing there were a lot of independent productions in there and that's good and and the big surprise to me was that six music didn't even get a nomination yeah. as digital station of it if it isn't digital station of the year yeah. what you know what was yes, um, yes quite. Is it, um, uh, you're on the judging panel of the archivers though aren't you i think i'm allowed to say that but not which category uh, i see right okay um and if the sony's are the oscars of the radio industry i suppose these are the tv quick awards steady i'll <laughs> <laughs> um, tell you what does come out of this that i've just judged uh, the music week awards as well right. and what what is really clear is that for all that we talk about rather cynically how radio 
radio's dumbed down and blah, 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 particularly commercial radio. Actually, there's some really talented people out there and some really, really good stuff. And I, I do notice that commercial radio is beginning to employ talent again. You know, after all those years of saying, well, we just, just want people to read out liner notes and play ten in a row, yeah. there's some really inventive DJs, as we used to call them. I don't know what we call them I now. Do we? Presenters, Presenters, I think. Yes. I don't know. But so th- there's some inventive talent coming through, and that's, that's always good well, to that's hear. That's encouraging. Um, well, the, uh, I, mean, I think the, uh, there's all sorts of creativity going on in Radio Land uh, uh, these days with, uh, well, there's a whole new, new, new load of radio stations to fill because the BBC re- rebranded them all. Isn't it? Uh, radio 4, 4 Extra, has, has, has anyone... Uh, uh, no, you've not tuned in? I haven't tuned into Radio 4 Extra yet. It's, it's I've got to be honest. It's a bit weird because it's, um, well, it's, it's also the home of this new uh, uh, Ambridge, Ambridge Extra, they've right, called yeah. it slightly uh, uh, weirdly. So I, so I turned it on on Monday um, to... Uh, and, and the one thing that's really disconcerting is that it sort of sounds like Radio 4. All, all the programmes sound a bit like Radio 4. The announcers sound a bit like, a bit like Radio 4. But they, they are, they're all about 10 years younger than the announcers on, mm. norm, on, on original, Radio 4 original. And, and there's sort of little beds of music and the odd jingle, and you think, oh, I don't know, it's this, wrong, this, isn't this it? is all it's wrong. wrong. And then they've remixed the theme tune to the to, uh, uh, to the Archers, which 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 I, I as I said on Twitter, it's like a combination of of um, uh, well, well, it's like it's like Ambridge meets Skins. It's it's <laughs> yeah. all these kids. Uh, it's, it seems that I didn't realise this. Maybe I missed the marketing, right? But I thought that this is all going to be all these characters who you, who you don't hear of in the in the Archers, and you're going to find out all, all their lives. But basically, it's all the kids shagging. <laughs> And drinking, yeah, alcohol pops and whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's all—it's filthy. Anyway, um, but you'd have to say that if uh, um, you know whatever they're, they're doing with these individual programmes, it is surely the right strategy to yes. say, "Well, well you've got radio for here for extra," yes. and you know, and there's some shagging. Oh, yes. lovely! Um, but that's got to be a, a better idea than the original BBC Seven and Radio Seven, yeah. and you know, all those really complicated marketing messages. Uh, this uh, is at uh, least one. That's I think clear. we should just, uh, just use it to, to broadcast Radio Four without the crap comedy shows. Oh, that's <laughs> just yes. Radio 4 there's minus no, the comedy that would well, be fine unfortunately, and a bit more news it's, it's, it's Radio 4 with, with more now show so you, can't, you can't miss the now show you can't move for now show now show extra um, ok uh, that's that um, we, we should do a bit of Fleet Street it was the British Press Awards this week uh, not a bad night uh, for oh, the Guardian no, a great night I mean you know the the, the the crowning achievement, the best award went to the Guardian. Yes. Not that we're crowing about it at all. No, um, no, no of course. But that was great. No, it's fantastic. We were, apparently, we, we were booed. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, we, yeah, booed a bit. Minor sort of low, you know, low level heckling. I think I'd describe right. it as. I mean, it was obviously, obviously a good night for the Guardian. But the News of the World won uh, four awards, including uh, scoop of scoop of the year. The Times went much one better with five, uh, and. Um, uh, popular winner Caitlin Moran for inter- in- interviewer of the year. Yeah, who gate crashed the Guardian after show party? In fact, because all her colleagues from the Times went home at ten o'clock, or so she was complaining. So she turned up to the after to our our private do up, uh, uh, up in uh, the centre point in the new members club, she which did, I always she, forget the name of. Paramount, did, I think Paramount, it's called. Yeah, she did declare on uh, uh, on a microblogging website uh, that uh, she she would be available for a big money transfer, half a million pounds, I think she. Uh, <laughs> Said so. Obviously, we'll have to deep, uh, dig deep into our pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does give good tweet though, doesn't she? She, she does. Yes. Um, uh, it was. Uh, how was the evening itself? Uh, well, it was James? as you've already alluded to. It was. It was slightly tense because because of the uh, news of the World Guardian. You know, spats. Where we were obviously uh, nominated for 
an award partly on the fact that we'd been exposing the, uh, uh, <laughs> the goings-on at, at the News of the World and the, the, it was the very day that these two guys had been, had been arrested as well to add sort of extra frisson to the evening. Yeah. So there was, a bit, there was a bit of tension in the air, but it didn't explode because there wasn't enough booze. I mean, the booze oh, really? was trickling. <laughs> it was not flowing, it was trickling. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm sure that was a deliberate, because we all know there's been some very colourful press awards in yes. the past, Clarkson and Morgan, Piers Morgan having a punch-up and various other, yeah. you know, scandals. So it was actually relatively restrained. You, you kept your fists firmly uh, below, below the table. I was on the grown-ups table, Matt, I, so I had no choice. I had, yeah. to, I had to imbibe. You know, a mouthful every five minutes. That's it. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on. I was going to say I didn't quite know how to take that. Um, <laughs> well. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, well, I think we'll just move, move move swiftly on. I was going to say that the bottom of has fallen out of the porn market with the, with the Daily Sport uh, 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 folding. Is there is that a significant story? I, and nobody ever took the Daily Sport seriously. It wasn't. No, but when the, when it, but you know, but at, at the first, it was actually quite it was quite good. It's it was so bizarre. It was yes. good and so ridiculous. It was it was entertaining, wasn't it? With the, the ridiculous stories, but then. It moved into the, you know, as you say, soft porn market. Did, did you ever buy a copy of the Daily Sport? Daily Sport no, but I, it's, its demise proves that you can underestimate the market. <laughs> yes. Well, the Daily Star moved onto their territory. They, they, yes, that's, that's I mean, that's true, you know. Yes. Okay, uh, very good. We'll, uh, we'll leave all that there. You can uh, find out more about all the stories that we've talked about and many more uh, on mediaguardian.co.uk. We'll end this week with a, a television roundup. Shall we start with the news that um, after, well, it's about eight months, isn't it, of negotiations with Endemol, mm. uh, Richard Desmond's finally snapped up the rights to Big Brother for Channel 5 uh, for a mere £200 million. Pounds, yeah, it pounds. sounds quite expensive sounds, to me. Like a a, a five-year deal. Right. That's still, what, £40 million a year. Yes. I mean, can you make £40 million a year advertising? I, I'm, I'm Big Brother. I'm I presume sure he's paying less than, than, channel, than channel 4 did. Yes. I, I can't, yes, he is. I think he's... I think he's paying around half what Channel 4 paid, I think. I mean, he's obviously got some great, you know, there'll be the synergies and the, the fact that Star can write endlessly about Big Brother and so on. But I, I still, you know, I, 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 I'm, I just don't think it's a good deal. I, I know that, you know, the negotiations are more entertaining than the show. Yes, the negotiations okay. with throwing glasses, you know, having people thrown out of the building, all the usual Desmond sort of negotiating tricks were actually, you know, that if there'd been a fly on the wall there, that would have been a more interesting programming. Yeah, because I'm not sure, Trevor, that, um, that because, because there's... Because it's on Channel 5, will it get the same amount of press coverage? Uh, you know, obviously it's guaranteed in the Daily Express and on the Daily Star. That actually may be a reason why the other papers might not, not cover it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that uh, the other papers will say, no, it's finished, and they'll have a pop at it. Um, and also, I don't think... I think all these kind of programmes, they have a life, don't they? Yes. And they, have, they run for a few years, and then they get tired. And then you need to rest them. And then maybe you bring it back, I don't know, in a different form in five or ten mm. years' time. But it's too soon. It all depends on the guests. I mean, the celebrity... Well, oh, there's going to the be a celebrity, celebrity one, The celebrity in August. Whatever, will go run from August for, for and I think it's going to be longer than you know just a few weeks I think that's right I think it's going to go into uh, possibly until December or January I read I see, so, the, I see that the um, uh, well, well, well the, the celebrity one will go four weeks in August and then they're going to have the main show straight after so, 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 so it'll be it's going to be months okay. Big Brother, but if yes. you've got Charlie Sheen in the Celebrity Big Brother house and no paper could ignore it no, yeah, the Wall Street Journal probably wouldn't ignore it so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this, well this is the this is the speculation that the, that the Daily Star has been putting about that Charlie Sheen's been offered a shed load of money to go in Mohammed I'll find as well. And, <laughs> well. I think that's part of you come into the Big Brother house, I'll, you know, uh, and uh, I'll send you the express. Yes, and, probably the deal yeah, there. More likely to get the statue of Michael Jackson. That's that, um, <laughs> that, that Vajazzle girl from The Only Way Is Essex. And, yeah, uh, I'm sort of the Vajazzle. Vajazzle. I can't say it. I can't say it. I saw that sign in, uh, in outside my um, 
home the other day. I was. I didn't which, know what it was. Which, I didn't know what it was. Which home was this? It was. Which, um, which it, was your, it was. It was my my home your, in Nottinghamshire, your, your, which is my only yeah. home. I just. I've got a. You know. I occasionally st- stay in a bed sit in London. Yeah. Um, so uh, and oh, uh, and also possibly <laughs> possibly Chelsea Davy as well. No. Um, who's going to present them? Uh, presumably, presumably no, not no, Cheryl Cole. Not Cheryl Cole. Yes, no, because she's ruled herself out. She has ruled herself out quite sensibly. And uh, so it's a definitely it's Kate Walsh. She's got to be <laughs> definitely not Davina Kate Walsh. Well, if it Kate... all goes wrong in New York, Matt. Well, yes, well de- <laughs> I was for you. I wasn't going to mention. I, I wasn't going to mention this. Now you've brought it up. I have deliberately uh, so yes. because uh, a nation expects a nation wants me to ask you. Even almost as if you're on my podcast. What yeah. the hell's going to happen to media talk? I do, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, it's way above my, my pay grade. But obviously, you know, I mean, I, I'm wondering what, what your what your motivations for being being here. You've never been on the podcast before. You've, you've, you've <laughs> never been asked before. This though. is a, this is a, this is the, this is the, between the two of you. This is my big pitch. Yeah, well, perhaps we should just this... amalgamate, should we? Radio yes. talk and media talk. Oh, and uh, and what well, and Steve Hewlett's media show as well. I think so, just, yeah. what, and, and do them all do them all together briefly. If you can, yes, as Steve would always say. Yes, if you can, <laughs> yeah, a man who never follows his own advice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my. Uh, I, I probably have things that I say all the, all the time. What, 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 what is it that I say? All well, the time? it's sexual in your endo, isn't it? Sexual. Just generally. I mean, there's no. There's a, there's a short list of words. Okay. So, what are you going to do in New York? I'm going to. I'm going to be part of. It's all. Well, I was going to say it's top secret. It's not. This has all been announced. Um, I'm going to be part of the Guardian, the launch team of of the uh, Guardian's new latest yet again. We're going to have another go at cracking America. So I'm going. Yes, I'm going to conquer America. That's that's what I'm going to do. So this is the Guardian's expeditionary force. It is our, um, it is our expedition, expeditionary force, which is being led by friend of the podcast uh, uh, Janine Gibson. Hmm. So um, just, just so you can keep Emily company. It is, it's, it? uh, we're going to join Emily in New York. <laughs> that's right. It's all going to be based in New York. So yes, it's all, it's all very exciting. Don't know any more than that. Uh, haven't applied for my visa yet. Not sure if they'll let me in. Well, on behalf of your listeners, we wish you well, and and, and don't let Ben or anyone else uh, abandon uh, this show, which well, we all love. I'll, every week. I'll, I'll use uh, I'll use what little influence I have left uh, <laughs> back here. Okay, thank you very much. That's it for another week. Um, before I before we order our uh, yes, before we order our mojitos from the bar, we have to go all Sex in the City now. You see, <laughs> it's, right. it's going. Well, I think it's just you know with Janine Gibson, Emily Baum, Matt Wells in New York, it's just going to be like a bad episode of Sex in the City. Um, Get the which, doctors yeah, on call which one now. am I? Yes, it's Ben talking to my. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, what uh, we're going now, but uh, I want to know what uh, the two of you have learned from your week in the media, because I'm, I'm assuming that you're uh, that, that, that that Trevor the, that in your uh, in your current state and uh, in your current, <laughs> <My> current state. <laughs> and how would you describe that, Matt? In your, in your current role, you have plenty of time to wine and dine and lunch. And I have never been so busy because I'm making this big series for Radio Two yes. called Sounds of the 20th Century, which starts tonight if you're listening today, and yes. started yesterday if you're not, and so on. And so that's making me fantastically busy but rich? Oh, not rich though <laughs> it's independent radio production it's culturally rich um and i've been busy being um as you alluded to earlier being a, a bit of a professor whatever that means yeah. uh, but what i did learn this week which i thought was quite interesting was um that a very senior person in bbc english regions is briefing that um all this stuff about dqf you know d- uh, delivering quality delivering first. quality first yeah. and the leaks coming out of the bbc saying that local radio will be folded into radio five uh, will not happen right. he's given assurances to uh, his senior staff that there will still be 40 local radio stations uh, by the end of this process so is this to use the fra- uh, another phrase i heard from a senior bbc person shroud waving because right. they've got they've got um 
some history of this now, haven't they? Mm, they oh, yeah. You know, I think we'll close down Six Music. Oh, no, we won't. Yes. Uh, what about the Asian Network? Oh, no, we can, we can find a way of keeping that on now. Yes, so is, you know, expectation management. It, the only time exactly they're, they're forced to close them is when the government say, actually, you know, I know you ha- we know you haven't suggested merging Radio 4 and the World Service, or sorry, you know, the World Service and... Um, and uh, BBC and the BBC, but you, you've got no choice, or else yes. we're going to take your license away yeah. or to cut it substantially. I mean, it, it's you know, it's the same old, same old, isn't so it? It's, well, it's back to uh, news management again. So, so BBC so. Radio Norwich is safe. <laughs> if there was one, it would. What is be. it? In there? It's BBC Radio Norfolk. All oh, right, I think. I, actually, Radio I know, Norwich I know, is Alan Partridge's that's station. That's right. <laughs> I, I know somebody who works there. They're, they're going to absolutely kill me now. Yeah. What, um, uh, James? What can you tell us? About I've learned. I've learned. Well, you mentioned Leslie Ash already, but so. Uh, but I've, I learned that Leslie Ash is writing a sitcom, trying a hand at writing. Ah. Uh-huh. She's moving from acting to writing. So she's, she's doing a, a, a script about uh, some uh, five or uh, mid, early fifties women. Who are into makeup, handbags, and uh, as she put it to me, superficial things like that. Sounds like a Marks and Spencer's advert, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you very much. That's it. As I said before, head to our blog if you want to find links to everything uh, we've discussed. Guardian.co.uk slash media talk. Thank you very much, James. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, uh, nice to have you here. And very nice to be here. Uh, media talk is produced by Ben Green. I'm Matt Wells. See you next week. Definitely. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.